Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders. Those men and women that are out there in the community making a difference, making a difference in the marketplace and raising others up. We have a great servant leader in studio with us. It is my honor and privilege to welcome Captain Tim Slentz, Commanding Officer, Naval Base Coronado. Tim, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, James. Super excited. Honored to have you on. You know, you have a big responsibility. You have a lot under your charge. And uh, I just appreciate you making the time to come on the Rise Up Network and share what you guys are up to. And, you know, we're excited to be able to share your story. So thank you. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, we didn't wake up as CEO of Naval Base Coronado. You know, maybe share with, you know, our network and our audience a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up? What had you choose the Navy over maybe another branch? Sure. What's your path been like? Sure. So I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. So long way from the oceans, right? Not, uh, yep. not a lot of Navy in town, but uh, always interested in aviation. It's the home of the Wright brothers, you know, the birthplace of aviation. Yep. Uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is really the, the big military presence in, in town. So uh, they had the Dayton International Air Show every year. As a mm. kid, I always went. And every year, you know, the, the Blue Angels from the Navy or the Thunderbirds were there. And always thought it was just the coolest thing. Inspirational. Absolutely. And I uh, wanted to land on carriers. That's what I decided, you know. Yep. And then uh, Top Gun came out also. And like, like many of my generation, that, that was it. You know, I wanted to be a, a Navy pilot. And so I looked for pathways for that. Also got uh, inspired, even though my, my family's all, all Buckeyes, and it's my second favorite team. You know, uh, I got inspired to go to University of Notre Dame. And, okay. Uh, had, to, had to come up with a reason, uh, not a reason, had to come up with a way to pay for that. Uh, it's a little more expensive than the, the state schools. And so uh, family couldn't really do it. I started looking at options, so the ROTCs, mm. and, uh, and Navy offered the most flexibility. So I said, I'm in. And, uh, and Navy, uh, would very graciously, and I'm, I'll always be grateful for it, is, uh, you know, paid for ROTC scholarship. So I did ROTC at University of Notre Dame yep. and uh, you know, selected aviation, fortunately, out of, uh, out of there. And so I did a, my career in the Navy has been the aviation. I flew E2C Hawkeyes. So that is a uh, very uh, visually unique aircraft because it has a dome on top of it, of, uh, like a big, big radar dome that flies off the aircraft carriers. And uh, so I was fortunate to fly for you know, 25 years in the Navy, log a lot of uh, hours and carrier landings, and it's been the best career ever. And then uh, at some point, you can't fly anymore. You, get, you become Navy old. Navy and, uh, old. <laughs> you can't fly anymore. And uh, I, I need to do something different. I want to expand my my skill sets a bit and uh, um, you can't really decide you're going to be uh, in a base commander but you can kind of lean that direction and, and hopefully get picked and I was again really fortunate to get picked and then uh, you know I got the crown jewel with uh, with Naval Base Coronado so that was kind of my path you know here and uh, I have no regrets what a what a fantastic place and a great job I mean sounds just like an incredible career um, I've, I've been fortunate in a lot of a lot of ways for sure um, you know, as a kid to say you want to fly off aircraft carriers, and you're from Dayton, Ohio, like with no... Right. I mean, How's that happen? Sure. There, there, there's literally, there's cornfields around my high school, you know, to this day. And um, to be able to do that, you know, I, I definitely look back and sometimes just, you know, how, how did this happen? I'm living a dream, for sure. So bring us up to speed on, you know, what does, how does one become a commanding officer, right? You're at Naval Base Coronado, which is the crown jewel, you know, what does a CEO do? What are your responsibilities, you know, and how does one get there? Oh, great question. You know, you, uh, you're in this pool of, of people in the Navy that are, are eligible for command and you go through a, a selection process. And so you, uh, your records are all collected by the Navy and uh, 
um, some senior leaders, you know, hole up in a room in Millington, Tennessee, and review records and uh, and put out assignments. And uh, as I mentioned, I kind of was leaning towards base command, and fortunately, I, I got that. And then there's kind of the well, which base? Because there's 71, you know, as we were talking earlier. Yeah. Which one are you going to get? Which ones are up for a commanding officer that year? And uh, I saw Coronado as being one of uh, being one of the ones that was available my year, and so I put that as my number one. Didn't think I'd get it, but I did. Mm. I don't think I really knew what a base CO truly did, and you know, you you've been aviator your whole career, and all of a sudden. Boom, now you're this base CO, and the Navy graciously gives you three weeks of school to, you know, figure that out. <laughs> Thank you. Here you go. <laughs> but um, it's a little bit of a, of a city manager, a little bit of a mayor, um, a lot about relationships. You know, I, uh, mm. I have this, uh, this base, and we'll probably talk a little bit, uh, talk about it a little more later, but it's actually eight bases that make up Naval Base Coronado. So uh, you have this, this base, and you're responsible for uh, making sure that the base is secure. There's security. You're responsible for the, the road maintenance, the roof maintenance of the buildings, uh, the air conditioner come on the summer, heat in the winter. Uh, if there's leaks, you, you do, uh, you fix them. But uh, the biggest job, you know, we're responsible for is making sure that our fleet, you know, can operate from it. You know, we've got runways, piers, training ranges. That's what I tell my staff all the time. If we can't make our, our runway useful, we can't keep our runway, you know, functional and our piers functional and the aircraft can't fly, the ships can't sail, and there's no reason to have Naval Base Coronado. It's a great beachfront, but, you know, we're here to support the Navy mission. So runways, piers, and ranges is what I keep rolling. Runways, but, piers, and ranges. Love it. Runways, piers, and ranges. But part of that message, part of the Base CO's job also is that you know, I help tell the Navy's story, and specifically I tell Naval Base Coronado's story. So, you know, we have partnerships with a lot of local leaders, with our, our partner city, you know, uh, City of Coronado, City of Imperial Beach, San Diego, you know, and all the associated government organizations and folks, you know, our, our representatives, our senators. So we, it's a huge portfolio that I really had no idea what it was all about until I got in, and I have grown tremendously from it. Fantastic. Well, I think they, uh, they, they got the right guy in the right seat. <laughs> Share with us a little bit about, you know, you mentioned eight different bases, you know, Interestingly enough, I, I, I consider myself fairly well-versed on, on, on the Navy, but I'd never heard that before. Break that That's down right. for us a little bit. So Naval Base Coronado is a, is a title under which are eight bases. So most people think Naval Air Station North Island. That's kind of the biggest one. Yeah. And it, of the eight, that is the largest one uh, population-wise. So we have about 35,000 people total on those eight bases, probably about 24,000, 25,000, depending on whether a carrier's in port or not. You know, that can change the population by several thousand for sure, just in a day, you know, who's coming and who's going. North Island is uh, our biggest base. And we have the Naval Amphibious Base, Coronado, which is just south of the city of Coronado on the Strand. That's where, uh, you know, the home of the Navy SEALs. Uh, you keep going farther down, the south, uh, farther down south on the Strand, we're building a, a facility called the Coastal Complex, which is a new facility mm. for a Navy Special Warfare. And then we also have a helicopter landing field. It's na- uh, Naval Outlying Landing Field Imperial Beach. So in the city of Imperial Beach, right on the uh, Tijuana River estuary up against the Mexican border, is my busiest airfield at IB. Really? So that's four. Five is San Clemente Island. Six is a remote training site, Warner Springs, out in East County. And then I have two near uh, Campo. One is uh, Camp Michael Monsoor, and one is Camp Marina. So eight all over. We're wow. very uh, geographically spread out and very diverse in what we uh, in our properties. Wow. Okay. And give us a little bit of history. You know, you guys are now what 102 years old. That's right. We just had our 102nd birthday on November the eighth. So 
Again, most people think of North Island, and, and that's really the birthday of North Island, November 8th, 1917. Mm. So we just turned 102. Uh, you know, folks, it's not an island anymore, right? It's connected to the city of Coronado, but it actually used to be uh, an island. It wasn't, didn't have the physical shape that it has right now. But uh, back then, it was a, a big open field, and a, a gentleman named Glenn Curtis, who was mm. a contemporary of the Wright brothers, uh, opened up the first military flight school and uh, set up shop there on North Island and uh, lobbied for the, the government and the military to try it out. And so uh, Navy sent the, the first naval aviator, Lieutenant Ellison, Lieutenant Theodore Ellison there. And he's uh, you know, the, the godfather of naval aviation, the, the first naval aviator number one, right on, uh, right on North Island. So it's a long history, mostly uh, aviation, but many, many things have, uh, have, uh, have gone on there in the 102 years since. Wow. And what is, you know, what does that look like from, from an aviation standpoint? You know, that's broad. You know, it covers a lot. It does. I, I mean, it's an honor. Like I mentioned, you know, I'm, a, I'm from son, son of Dayton, Ohio, and the Wright brothers. So, uh, you yep. know, we're, we're very proud to be the birthplace of aviation, you know, there. And to have, to have landed up, you know, landed here at uh, Naval Air Station North Island, where it all began, um, I feel a huge sense of, you know, responsibility. I feel a, a huge sense of, uh, of, of uh, I'm honored, you know, to have been a naval aviator all these years and to serve at the place where it all started. And so uh, every day, I mean, I just, you know, I usually get up in the morning and run. The base is kind of just coming to life, and I, I see what the airfield. What time do you get up in the morning? <laughs> you know, my uh, surface warfare friends would say I'm sleeping in, right? But yeah. <laughs> I get up around 6 okay. and uh, try to get a run in before I go to work. And uh, to see the field come into life and the airfield and know that, hey, that's where it all started, where the, the history all started of naval aviation, it, it's pretty cool. What else is, you know, under your charge in there as far as departments and groups? There's aviation, there's SEALs, there's subsurface. Sure. So we really touch almost all the warfare areas that mm. the Navy has. And so, uh, you know, we're the home of, of uh, the aircraft carriers here on the, in San Diego. So that's uh, even though it's, uh, you know, we're, we're very proud that, that aviation uh, sort of has the leadership of the of the aircraft carriers. And we can put three aircraft carriers at North Island. We don't have three right now. Three at one time. But we can have three on, okay. our, on our infrastructure. So we uh, we have a port facility and uh, probably a little, as I, as I mentioned, when uh you take over a base, don't have a lot of experience running port facilities as an aviator, so I have some great <laughs> staff that, yeah. that lead me along. But uh, so we keep the ships there. We've got our airfields, the training ranges for the Navy SEALs. We also have uh, our Civil Engineer Corps, CBs. The, you know, for CBs stand for Construction Battalion. You know, great, great old World War II movies of the CBs, you know, our engineers. Yeah. We, uh, we host them. Uh, we have not uh, too much with submarine warfare, but we do have some facilities on the base that support uh, submarines. Uh, especially the Undersea Rescue Command. So we're the place where, you know, uh, you know, hopefully nothing bad goes wrong, but if uh, submarine rescues had to happen, we've got the folks on uh, North Island that would go out there and, and, and do that. So really a huge scope of just stuff that, that I wasn't aware of as an aviator yeah. that uh, now I get to, to learn about. Any, um, you know, you mentioned, mentioned construction. You know, it, it, any construction going on, anything coming up in the horizon in the future that, 
is in Classify that you can actually share? Oh, sure. No, we actually have over $600 million in construction going on, like as you and I are speaking right now. Wow. Um, so there's always projects that are happening. And uh, our biggest project is uh, is at one of the bases called the, the Coastal Campus, which we are okay. uh, building uh, for the special warfare community and uh, giving them the facilities that uh, you know they've needed and deserve for a long time. So uh, uh, our, our SEALs and their support elements you know, just do incredible training. And uh, we didn't always have the best facilities for them at Coronado uh, over time, but uh, they have uh, contracted for this and we we're working on building it. And now, just incredible, you know, you think uh, Olympic quality or, or, or professional team quality, just some of the, uh, the facilities that they have for their own uh, health and, and, uh, and wellness uh, to, you know, actual training that, that they are required in their many, you know, skill sets that they have. Uh, a lot of that will be going on down at Coastal Campus. We're also uh, preparing for a new aircraft type at Naval Air Station North Island. So the, the old uh, COD or C2, a lot of folks who have flown out to a carrier, taken a trip out on a carrier, maybe have flown in a COD. Hmm. And uh, that is going to be replaced by an aircraft called the, uh, the MV-22 Osprey. So it has a, like an a engine that rotates. It, it kind of can fly like an airplane and take off like a helicopter. It, it's a, so the, the, the actual engines rotate, and it could lift off, like I said. Standing kinda, still. Kinda hel- it's a hybrid, kind of helicopter kind of uh, airplane. And uh, we'll be, built, be building new facilities for them uh, at North Island. So just construction all the time going on over there. And really, it needs really it. It's exciting a, stuff. It's a 102-year-old base. It, we need some, some stuff every now and then. So. Right. And, you know, it's the least us taxpayers could do. You guys are keeping us safe. <laughs> We're very appreciative. Very appreciative of that. Now, I know also, you know, there was some filming going on recently, right? It's been about a year now uh, okay. since the filming was going on. That's really exciting, right? Especially as uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, a kid that was influenced by, you know, Top Gun. And here the, uh, the sequel comes out and uh, or not, has not come out. Sequel is announced and uh, we're told they want to do some filming over at Naval Air Station North Island. And so uh, we were, there's a whole p- department of the Navy that works with Hollywood when they want to do filming and uh, in partnership with them and then with Paramount Pictures, uh, we hosted them on base, as did several other bases uh, throughout the, the southwest uh, you know, region for filming. Uh, and we had them on, on base for about seven weeks and it was a, a really neat experience uh, to witness and to see and uh, uh, to see actually some similarities between, you know, filming a movie and the Navy, you know, like the, the schedule changes every day, you know, uh, you go in with a plan <laughs> and about, you know, by about 7.30 in the morning, you're on version three of that plan uh, because, you know, they're very susceptible to the weather, to the winds, to the, the sun angle, to the, their behind schedule, ahead of schedule. So it was really, uh, really interesting to see and very appreciative. They were a great crew. They mm. were a, they were a real um, great gracious group to be on base. Uh, and, you know, from, you know, the, the very top at, at Mr. Jerry Bruckheimer to Tom Cruise to the, the folks we met on the on the location staff and uh, who did the filming. Just a really neat experience. Fantastic. Something that, you know, I, I also am just learning about, you know, Naval Base Coronado is the environmental program you guys have going on. I was very unaware of this. I, I think a lot of people are, um, you know, they think just, you know, the military, we do whatever we want, you know. Uh, you know, no matter the rules, you know, we, we dump fuel, we, we blow things right. up, you know, and there's, there's no consideration for what we're doing, but that's actually not the case at all. And probably one of the most uh, robust programs, if not the most robust program we have at North I- or at Naval Base Coronado is our environmental program. We were uh, really excited. We won an award from the Navy where the, the 2019 uh, Natural Resources 
Conservation uh, Installation Award winner, and because we have a great program. We manage uh, 29 federally or state listed species on our bases, which is more than over 20 states have. So just on our base, we have all these endangered species that we, uh, we manage and have uh, spend money on to protect and to, uh, to make sure we're being good stewards. And we just have a fantastic staff. I never thought I'd be on a staff with uh, archaeologists, biologists, you know, plant biologists, wildlife biologists, marine biologists, all, all these really smart people who are uh, doing a great job in protecting the environment uh, and also ensuring that we're able to use our spaces that we have to train. And so uh, it, it, is, it is fantastic, and I learn more about it you know, every day. Aside from all the normal regulations we have for air quality and yeah. all, you know, all the other things, just our species management program is very impressive. I'm surprised. <laughs> we, you know, out on, a, on San Clemente Island, there are multiple species. It changes a lot because we discover things there. I think we're up over 20 or 30 species endemic, you know, just to San Clemente. I mean, you, you can only find these species on this planet on San Clemente Island, and we have great uh, partnerships um, to protect those species and do our mission. It was really neat. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Include San Diego Zoo. We have a great partnership with San Diego Zoo. Uh, there's an animal. Uh, a bird species called the uh, loggerhead shrike. And, uh, okay, I've heard we, of loggerheads, loggerhead shrike. Loggerhead shrike, and we work with uh, San Diego Zoo to help um, help get mating pairs together and produce more of them, more loggerhead shrike. So, Fantastic. It's great. It's great. What are some other things you know, that, that you want to share? What do you want to take the, the Rise Up Network to take away from this conversation? Uh, you know, I would say we have, you know, there's 35,000 folks that, you know, that, that work on this base, and they're also you know, citizens of the greater San Diego area. Um, they contribute a ton. Uh, just have missions I, I never even thought. We have, obviously we have you know, sailors. We have really some dedicated government employees, some great contractors, you know, civilian sailors, sometimes they call them. And they just do stuff uh, every day that, you know, isn't necessarily in the headlines. You know, the, the operators get the headlines, and that's, they should. You know, the flying aircraft, driving ships, driving submarines, you know, SEALs, that, that's, you know, that's the, the team that's, that's on the front line. And uh, we just have a whole group of people back there supporting them. And, uh, you know, another element that um, uh, I think is, has been an honor to serve is our families. So uh, amongst all of our installations, the, the mantra, you know, is fleet, fighter, family. You know, that's our, our three fleet priorities. Fleet, fighter, family. Fleet, fighter, family. So we provide services for the runways, piers, and ranges, you know, for the yep. fleet. Uh, for the fighter, that's kind of like for our individual sailors, you know, how we, we uh, give them a place to stay, place to, you know, we give them food, we give them uh, uh, facilities to work in, the gym, uh, stuff like that. And then families, you know, we have a lot of, of uh, support for our Navy families who, um, are, are recognized now as an incredible um, uh, enabler to any sailor's uh, career. You know, your family is super important, and we want to make sure that when any sailor uh, goes to sea, they know that their family is going to be taken care of, that uh, we've got services for them uh, on the base. Um, we've got, you know, things for their kids in the schools all throughout San Diego. If every Navy kid uh, in a school anywhere in San Diego, there's a Navy school liaison officer that is at least – uh, assigned to that school and helping uh, that school understand maybe some of the stresses that uh, our mm -hmm. military kids may be going through when parents deployed or um, back home but has to train. So it, it's just so broad, and I'm so proud of uh, what our team does on the base to, uh, to serve that community of fleet fighter family, 
which expands into our retiree community, our, our veteran community. So it's just an incredible job that, you know, folks don't see every day. Thank you. How do we, how does, you know, our network in the community keep up with you guys? I know you guys are on social media here and, you know, what are some things we can do to follow you guys and support? Sure. So on our social media, we have a you know, Facebook page you know, for the old, old people, right? I, I don't think the kids are on, so, are on Facebook so much anymore, but you can go on Facebook. Uh, we have Instagram. We're also, one of our big websites is a, um, is a collaboration between our, our metro bases. So mm. between Point Loma, Naval Base San Diego, and Naval Base Coronado, it's called a Navy Life SW. That stands for Southwest. So NavyLifeSW.com shows all the activities we've got going on for, you know, our, mostly a recreational and uh, programmatic, you know, for our, uh, our families and sailors. Great resource to check out, you know, what classes we've got at the gym, what movies we're showing, all that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Well, Tim, CEO, Captain Slentz, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you from the Rise Up Network to the Navy. We, uh, we hope that we can twist your arm and have you come back on sometime in the future here. And um, we're, just, we're, we're grateful for what you guys do for our community, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to share your story and what you guys are up to and, and support you. Thanks. It was uh, a privilege to be here. It's been a privilege to serve people uh, in the Navy and Naval Base Coronado. So we'll come back anytime. We love to talk about our base and what we do. Absolutely. Folks, get out there, support your Navy, support Naval Base Coronado, get informed, get out there, make a difference, and rise up.